0: Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, our two football teams, the New York Jets and the New York Giants have struck gold in the draft sweepstakes of 2022. The New York Jets and New York Giants struck gold, getting some of the biggest names in the early goings of the NFL draft, some of the top picks, top three on each side. Will both these teams go places? we will find out right now because we're about to tell you exactly who the jets and the giants have won and how far it will take them i am the beast of east jonathan perriente along with my co-host the mouth of the south john shavoni this is downtown sports this is where sports come home
1: by the way all ad free content sponsored by digital market battles the only marketing agency that'll fill your company's pipeline with high value leads They'll meet your conversion goals no matter what. Just go to www.digitalmarketbattles.com to get your discovery call done today. Let's start off with the New York Giants. We gave the Giants the anchor position last week. We're going to give them the starting position this week because, in my opinion... I think their draft, I'll just give you the grade right here, right now. Mm A minus. I am very happy.
0: Hmm. Okay. Okay. I am very,
1: very happy. We're going to start that clock right now. Okay. And Beast, Hmm. I know that you have the list of who the Giants have drafted. I'm going to bring up that list that I found last week mm-hmm. and see if that mock draft matched what the Giants uh, should have done. Giants so, had
0: quite a nice, the Giants had a very nice plethora of picks. Uh, how about 12 draft picks they had this in this year's draft?
1: It's quite a lot. A dozen draft picks. It is. A dozen. Johnny. Yeah. Johnny. Yeah. Tell them what the Giants have won from their Tankathon thon sweepstakes this year. Uh, well, the
0: Giants, ladies and gentlemen, they were expected in the first round at the number five pick to draft Kayvon Thibodeau, the defensive end out of Oregon. And ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly what happened. Kayvon Thibodeau got drafted number five by the New York Giants, a much-needed piece the Giants needed on their defensive line, a big man that could be a great presence for their pass rush, their edge. Giants have not had a good defensive lineman like this in a long, long time. Then the Giants went two picks right after that. They needed to address uh, the O-line a little bit. They were expected to take Evan Neal, the offensive tackle, out of Alabama. And the Giants did just that. Evan Neal, the offensive tackle out of Alabama, providing additional help on the Giants' front line, hopefully providing some more help for Daniel Jones to ensure that he's not pancaked to death on every single snap.
1: He is, Jones now has his book and covered, finally. By the way, these uh, mock drafts so far had, a lot of them had Evan Neal being the fifth pick and Kayvon Thibodeau was going, you know somebody had Kayvon Thibodeau going to uh, Detroit at number two? Wow.
0: Well, the, you know, the, they did. I it love how
1: wrong everything was. Although I think we both said, Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal might be Giants. And it
0: and that's exactly what happened.
1: Holy and it, like crap!
0: And it only gets better from there. The Giants then, at number 43 in the second round, took a wide receiver. Wandale Robinson, out of Kentucky. And let's be very fair, the Giants needed help at the wide receiver position. Been very thin in that position. You didn't trust Sterling Shepard 100%. You don't, Kadarius Toney now wants out. Giants did not have a good weapon that Daniel Jones can get the football to. Well, Wandale Robinson, I hope, will solve many of those problems. And I hope, for his sake, that he and Daniel Jones develop great chemistry. Because the Giants need it. I, again, are they in contention that they're going to compete for the NFC East this coming season? I think they still need another year or two to really um, do that. You know
1: what? Maybe. Hold on. No. No. It's got to be this year. It's got to be this year. This is the year it has to work. It has to work for Daniel Jones. It has to work for Saquon Barkley. It has to work for Sterling Shepard. It has to work for Kenny Galladay. If these guys, um, Blake Martinez, uh, Bradbury, that situation is going haywire. I'll explain that after you're done with the draft, John. But keep going. This is positive. Let's
0: keep moving. Now, Giants had two picks in the third round at 67 and 81. And the Giants further built their O-line, drafting Joshua Azudu, the guard out of North Carolina. Again, another nice bit of protection for Daniel Jones in the front line. The O-line was one of the Giants' biggest weaknesses going into the offseason. And they needed to shore up that front line to protect Daniel Jones. So the Giants did good there. Then the Giants did address the secondary. They drafted Cordell Flott at number 81, the cornerback LSU. That would have been Miami's pick, by the way, that the Giants did with that 81st pick. So Cordell Flott will help shore up a little bit of help in the secondary. We'll see how good he will be against some of the top wide receivers in the league when the Giants take them on. But I think this is a good move if you're a Giants, if you're the Giants. Then the Giants had, four picks, had two picks in round four, 112 and 114. Daniel Bellinger, a tight end out of San Diego State. The Giants needed some help at the tight end position.
1: And you yes, need you yes. need help
0: for short yardage plays. Tight ends are providing that. Evan Ingram
1: is garbage. And Daniel Bellinger is a go. solid blocker.
0: And Daniel Bellinger is a very solid blocker.
1: While uh, Evan ball. Ingram used to let people run and hit Daniel Jones for no reason.
0: Yeah. Giants then, two picks later,
1: further help their secondary,
0: getting Dane Belton, a safety out of Iowa. Giants were thin at the safety position as well, and again Bradbury. are going to be thin
1: at corner too because you didn't, uh, you
0: didn't know about the Bradbury situation. You don't know about the other safeties the Giants have.
1: We're, let me. Uh, oh, I'll. I got something for yeah. that in about a couple seconds. Right. Let's keep going. Let keep going.
0: Yep. Then the Giants had two, had three picks in round five, consecutive picks, one forty-six and one forty-seven, drafting Micah McFadden, the linebacker out of Indiana, another help for the, for the defensive line. Then right after that, D.J. Davidson, defensive tackle out of Arizona State. Another piece for the defense. And then at 173, another offensive lineman, Marcus McKeithen, a guard out of North Carolina. So Giants went very heavy on offensive linemen out of North Carolina. And then finally, their 182nd pick in the sixth round, Darian Beavers, a linebacker out of Cincinnati. So the Giants went very kind of even on offensive line little help on defensive line, a little bit of secondary, and they got a couple pieces on the offensive side of the football tight end and wide receiver. I like what the Giants did here. They kind of did a very even distribution of what they really needed to address on their team and what they really needed to uh, fix going forward. Will it solve everything? Too early to say, but I like how the Giants attacked this draft. I really did. Yeah. I think they really what do you needed grade to address Beast? I said
1: A-minus here. I think A-minus, they address needs. They have depth. And not only do they have depth, they have depth that's compatible with each other. They've played together, so they know each other's strengths and weaknesses. They could help each other along. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what's called building a culture.
0: I'm a B-plus. I'm a B-plus for this one. I I think, I don't know, maybe the Giants uh could have maybe gotten a, another piece there you know barkley i'm a little concerned maybe the giants could have tried to snatch a running back out of this draft maybe they could have taken a you know there there were some decent ones in the late rounds i think the giants could have jumped on but uh you know all in all they needed help on defense they needed help in the secondary they needed help particularly on the o line and the giants did a very solid job addressing that
1: well let me take the last 2 minutes and 30 seconds to talk about something with the New York Giants that's getting a that will be getting a lot of press in the coming days. I just listened to an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll credit it. It's from the Carden and Roberts show where Joe Schoen was talking about the draft. And then two things got brought up. Number one, Logan Ryan and that grievance. Yeah, Um. apparently. And yes, Joe Shane is his name. I even said it. I, I've been telling Beast, No, it's not. Joe. it's Shane. He said on that show that. Mm-hmm. He believes in Daniel Jones, first off, it's not that, you know, they don't want Daniel Jones, it's that they got a cut back on salary and twenty eight million dollars is a lot of money to commit to anyone at this point in time for them. They They said, well, if Jones has a good season, we could easily just franchise tag him and that's how he could stay. And then we could extend a contract from there. But he has to prove it this year. The other thing they said is don't worry about Logan, the Logan Ryan situation. It's not a grievance. Like it's a grievance, but everybody has grievances. The only reason they're reporting on this is because it's in New York. And then when asked about James Bradbury, he said, quote, I am surprised that there is isn't as much of a market for him that I, than I anticipated, but we're going to have the Bradbury situation figured out by someday. You know what that means? What when that you mean? respond like that, mm-hmm. Bradbury will not be a part of this team. So and... the fact that so the reason I say a minus and not a plus Is because, unfortunately, the team that we're going to talk about in about 30 seconds Mm -hmm. went and did something very important with their fourth pick. And to be honest, I think the Giants were hoping for that one player to fall to number five so that they could pick them up because as much as they love Kayvon Thibodeau. And as much as they love his ability to get to the cornerback and by the way, even cover as a defensive end, they needed this young man more. And Beast. Yeah.
0: Tell us what the Jets have won. Oh man, if you are if you were Joe Douglas going into this draft, you had all eyes on you. This was the draft that was either going to make or break. Joe Douglas as the Jets' general manager. Basically, if uh, Joe Douglas didn't address the moves he needed to make, I don't think he would have had a job next year. So Joe Douglas had to go out there and make a splash. And that he did, beginning with the number four pick and getting the most highly coveted cornerback you could ever get your hands on. His name is Ahmad Gardner, a.k.a. SAUCE. And opponents are going to feel the sauce. They're going to get a taste of the sauce. They're going to get a different flavor of sauce every single time Ahmad Gardner's on a football field defending the league's top wide receiver.
1: Welcome to the gravy boat, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Welcome to the gravy boat. It's no longer Revis Island. No. It's no longer Cromartie's Cave. It is, ladies and gentlemen, the gravy boat. Beware all wideouts.
0: Oh, they're all, we're all going to soon you find out. You're about to
1: get sauced and cooked.
0: Who wants the sauce? Who wants the sauce? That's what we're going to see. Who's going to get lost in the sauce? We're about to find all that out very, very soon. Ahmad Gardner from Cincinnati, who had one of the greatest, you know, one of his best three year collegiate careers in Cincinnati you can never imagine. 68 tackles, defended 16 passes, nine interceptions, three and a half sacks over 33 games. But most importantly, he never allowed a touchdown. I you know how hard that is to not allow a touchdown in your entire collegiate career? How about ever? To never allow a touchdown oh, ever.
1: Revis did not do that feat in college. Neither did Champ Bailey, neither did Dion Sanders. You name me every great corner that played college football in the NFL. And I will tell you that they gave up a touchdown at some point. This something? man gave up nothing.
0: There's something very special about Sauce. He has a, a, a nice leadership mentality. Average
1: tackles a game. One-third almost of his games he got a pick. So translate that into a 17 game season. He should be getting about four interceptions, about 36 tackles. The majority about, of those. Picks I do how many be, tips.
0: Well, this will be if any team dares to throw against Sauce, and he's defending your top receiver. If he's able to lock down the league's top receivers, nobody, no quarterback will throw the football in that receiver's direction, knowing Sauce is covering that. But I have a feeling he will be tested in the in the waters very early. Come the first couple games of the year, I'm sure teams are going to be throwing at him. They know who they're they're finding out who Sauce is. They're looking at his bling and fancy necklace and fancy little sauce that he keeps in his little jar. The
1: only thing I'm going to say is this: I don't like it when people come in to New York City without having accomplished anything in the NFL. Wearing gigantic gold chains, carrying around a bottle of sauce. I know he loves dipping sauce. That, that's the entire story yeah, behind that's it. where his
0: whole sauce came from.
1: But um, he, he took that and ran with it. And he ran hard and fast and never gave it up. <laughs> <laughs> there so there it is. He's got the chains. He's got all of it. You're coming in New York with a lot of bravado. A lot of athletes have come in here with a lot of a, a lot of bravado. I'm sure I'll we're going to hear an example
0: I'm sure we're going to hear this nice
1: night. Let's just see the what first... that is. Yeah. Now That's that, just that the is first pick. That was just here's the first the thing. Pick. Now we're going to list the rest of them all and then Beast will tell you all about them. But let's find out exactly who they are. Beast,
0: let's list it away. Number 10, who the Jets had also in the first round. The Jets needed a wide receiver. And boy, did they get a great one. And I think the best wide receiver you could have gotten your hands on, Garrett Wilson, out of Ohio State. Now, a lot of the rumors were, well, Drake London would have been a top wide receiver for somebody like the Jets to get. There was also uh, Chris Alave. He was a, a a very popular name in the draft as well. But I like Garrett Wilson, a good guy with good speed, can move the ball around just can do a lot of things with his legs. And he had 70 passes for 1,058 yards and 12 touchdowns just last season at Ohio State. That's not easy to do it, even at the collegiate level, to to have a 1,000-yard season, 12 touchdowns, and be a regular target on several deep throws. If Zach Wilson needed anything, it was a deep threat receiver. That's what he's been missing. That's what he didn't have. Now you put Garrett Wilson with Elijah Moore with Braxton Berrios and you throw maybe another receiver in there. Look at what the Jets have now at their disposal that they didn't have the last two years. It's not that much. Garrett Wilson's going to be somebody very special and I would definitely keep my eyes up on him. Now let's list
1: very quickly. Yeah. We've got a few minutes. The rest of the picks.
0: The Jets then got lucky and traded up in the 26th pick in the first round and got Jermaine Johnson, a key defensive tackle, out of Georgia. And, wow. Then he also spent his last year with the Seminoles in Florida State, tallied 11 and a half sacks in 2021, and he will be a dominant weapon alongside Carl Lawson when he comes back from injury. The Jets are going to have the front line of that defense set for quite some
1: time. They
0: now, finally totally- have
1: a legitimate threat to the quarterback. Yeah. instead of Leonard, that that they haven't had since Leonard Williams left the team.
0: Number thirty-six in the second round, the Jets needed to get a running back, and they got one of the best ones out there—a playmaker and somebody that can catch and run the ball out of the backfield. Brees Hall, one of the top at Iowa State, and now with Michael Carter on that front line of the running back position, Brees Hall is going to add another dimension to that running back game—a little power, a little speed, and the ability and to catch. Kevin the ball out of the backfield.
1: Kevin, yeah, Coleman Kevin Coleman. Don't hands. even sleep on him either. He's the guy on third down.
0: So the Jets now finally have a running back for each down. He ran for over 1,400 yards in his final two years in college. I mean, what a weapon this is going to be, and what a great piece the Jets are going to have. Now, third round, first pick. The Jets continued on the offensive side of the ball and drafted a local kid out of Lindenhurst, Long Island. A longtime Jet fan. And another tight end. Jeremy Rucker out of another man out of Ohio State. I can't remember the last time the Jets went after players from Ohio State, which produces some of the great players you could have out of tight ends, wide receivers, offensive linemen. And now you're going to have three tight ends. You have C.J. Uzama and Tyler Conklin. Now you add Rucker to this mix. And Rucker can do a lot of things. He can block. He can, you know, he he can catch the ball if you need him to. Give Zach Wilson another short down thrower. You can get the ball to short downs, goal line possibilities. Zach Wilson's going to be set. Now, number four, number 111 in the fourth round, another offensive tackle. Joe Douglas loves drafting linemen. Max Mitchell out of Louisiana. Very key piece from the Sun Belt First Team All-Conference. 13 pressures and and 859 snaps. He was the highest-graded tackle by Pro Football Focus. And then finally, 117 pick in the fourth round michael clemens a defensive end out of texas a and m he recorded 23 tackles seven sacks two deflections a fumble and a forced fumble recovery one touchdown all in his senior year and he will be another guy alongside jermaine johnson and carl lawson that could really shore up the jets defensive front i'll tell you this joe douglas needed to make moves he needed to make the big moves he needed to take the jets to the next level to make them a, a competitor in these coming for this coming season. Congratulations, Joe. You got the pieces Jet fans were waiting for you to get for over fifty years. The Jets didn't have a complete team for over maybe twenty years. And I feel confident with what they have now.
1: I'm not so sure.
0: Not so I'll sure. Give Joe
1: Douglas a grade of B plus, And here's why. B plus he addressed needs. He yes. got depth. He, he drafted made top the people. trenches. He made the trenches strong. And by the way, there's a theme for both teams that after this uh, little bit from the Jets. Yep. Um, there's a th- common theme between both teams here, but they drafted good players from good programs. But unfortunately, they so far have not gotten any. Mm. of the big free agent targets in terms of wideouts that they wanted.
0: I'm not saying the Jets still can't go after them. There's still there's still a lot of time left to go before we even think about the regular season. The Jets could make more moves. It's not over. I think the Jets really didn't need another receiver. Everybody was talking about, oh, the Jets were going to get Debo Samuel. Everybody was talking the Jets were going to maybe trade up or maybe give up some of their draft picks that they had in the opening first round to get Debo Samuel. I'm glad they didn't.
1: I would have given up a two and a
0: four. Uh, no, no, I would not have given up what
1: for a 25 do to year old Samuel. young man who could be both a wide out and a running back when necessary.
0: The Jets now with Brees Hall and Michael Carter and Tevin Coleman have a triple threat at the running back position. They have now with Garrett, with Garrett Wilson, they already have Barrios, they already have Elijah Moore, and the Jets could Barrios you know,
1: can be Barrios can yeah on know. special
0: teams he's good I agree he's good on special teams I but would he can catch him if be you on need special
1: him yeah if you need him to wouldn't you rather Debo Samuel leading that wide receiver core
0: the Jets I think the Jets are in very solid twenty
1: five yes solid I know but not not division winning when you got the Patriots the Dolphins and the Bills to deal with all of whom are playoff contenders perennially at this point.
0: Well, I'll be very curious to see. I know the Patriots address needs. They got a wide receiver also for Mac Jones. Okay, that's great. I know the Dolphins made a big splash getting Tyree Kill and already having Jalen Waddle and they got some receivers. The question though is, can Tua get the football to them? Just as for the Jets. Can Zach Wilson have a, a improved second year? Will he be able to take his game a little further than he did in his first year?
1: Here's the thing. A lot of questions. If he had of if he had Debo Samuel, you would then have one, two, three, four, five players on the Jets that could legitimately take handoff and run. They could run a 1980s style run and shoot where the quarterback can run and they could have a full back. In fact, Tevin Coleman could uh, serve well in that role. Um, you could have blocking. You could have. Two running back sets with the quarterback and have somebody else in the backfield with them, like a triangle set almost where you could have one of four or five people running it at you. A lot of things you could do with Debo Samuel, who's only 25 years
0: old. Well, it was another big move and it, it did involve another wide receiver and it ended up, you know, again, maybe this is somebody the Jets could have gone after because they had Corey Davis <clears throat> the Eagles took the 24 year old AJ Brown to boost up their wide receiving core. And I am a little surprised that maybe, you know, AJ Brown would have been a perfect fit for the jets. Cause you had Corey Davis there. You do have Corey Davis. You put AJ Brown there. Maybe that solves that problem. Then you don't need Debo Samuel right now. Still no news where he's going. Could stay with, maybe could stay with the Niners and just forget about making the whole trade that he wanted to seek. And he wanted out of San Fran. He
1: does not want to be with Garoppolo. Nor does he wanna be with the guy that they've already anointed as the and future quarterback. Well the quarterbacks of this year's class are better than last year's. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Pickett is gonna have a great season in Pittsburgh. He's
0: gonna have a solid he's gonna have Mike Tom. He's gonna have Mike Tomlin. That's that's gonna be the best thing that ever happened to him.
1: Now, let me explain something important <clears throat> for the New York Giants. Yes. Bradbury, they're not going to know what to do with him until about Saturday or Sunday, right? That's the deal. They're not going to know what to do with him. I think I have an idea. Now, they didn't extend Daniel Jones for a reason. I don't think they believe in him. I think if he plays well and they give him the weaponry he needs, they don't believe in Daniel Jones. However, I don't care what Joe Shane said. Shane said constantly that, oh, Jones is our guy. We believe in him. We are now we have now given him all the tools he could possibly ever need to succeed. Basically, he's now passing the buck to his young quarterback saying, you know what? We mismanaged his young career for the first few years. He's went through two coaches, multiple offensive coordinators. Now we're giving him the right pieces. This sounds like what the Bears said about Mitchell Trubisky, even though they didn't do it. Um, This sounds like other situations. Oh, yeah. The Alex Smith situation in um, both Kansas City and San Francisco, both of those places. Um, This sounds like the words of he's not going to be our quarterback next year. Now, they say they're going to try to figure out something with Bradbury, what to do about that situation. Shane talked about how he was a good kid and Mm -hmm. how, you know, we don't know what we're going to do about that situation. Hopefully we can get it figured out by the weekend, right?
0: Yeah. This is going to be very interesting.
1: The Giants don't trust Daniel Jones. They don't trust him one damn bit.
0: So why didn't the Giants draft a quarterback in this draft if they were really that uncertain about him?
1: When they were asked about Bradbury, um, they said, well, they were surprised that there wasn't as much of a trade market as they thought there was going to be. And um, they'll make a decision on him by this weekend. And they, he was asked, um, what do you think about a certain quarterback in the AFC who might not, who might or might not be available? Do you think that's something and showing left, left as in a way that kind of told me that, ooh, I feel like I got found out. I think maybe by this weekend, Baker Mayfield could be a giant.
0: Well, right now, it seems as if uh, Bradbury is likely to be cut with no move in free agency. And then I'm reading some pieces here. Seems like the Giants have already fired their first pair of top-level scouts as part of the moves that uh, Joe sh- that Joe's trying to do here. And then Brian Dable has hinted Daniel Jones wants he wants Daniel Jones to be himself. Now, what does he mean by that? Wanting Daniel Jones to be himself.
1: Maybe he was That's- forced to do things that he Jason was uncomfortable with. Well. I'm curious what you know, have you, well, seen Joe Daniel Judge, Jones think of Joe years. Judge and that, uh, you know, ridiculous. Uh, everybody's got to run 30,000 laps and do 20 million push-ups. like they had them training harder than Goku and Dragon Ball Z. Then really? you had to listen to all of uh, his nonsense about you have to do things the way I tell you to do them. Everything was rigid. Everything was uh, there was no fun in that locker room. Everything was effort, 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 effort. If you're hurt, run through it. If you're in pain, it doesn't matter. That's why you had multiple injuries to Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, because he kept rushing them out there when they were a little hurt, and they could have used a little bit of rest. Maybe you could have had Barkley sit for like half a game and have him come out in the third, fourth quarter and do something. They could have been better load management. Maybe... If uh, they didn't have to do eight million drills every morning just to start practice like two hours of drills before you do like four hours of practice. So they're on there for like six or eight hours a day every day on that field up until Thursday. Then they had Friday and Saturday off and then it's game day on Sunday. Are you kidding me? And then they have to go to the weight room. Then they have to go to recovery. Then is all under Joe Judge.
0: This is all Joe Judge.
1: Yeah. I don't know if the new system that Brian Dable's going to put in I don't know what it's going to be like but I guarantee you just by hearing Sean and Dable talk I think these guys are a little more lighthearted very much more approachable And I think even if they are doing work of that scale, it's not going to be done in such a disrespectful manner as if they, as if Joe judge was parenting children, Joe judge was a 35 year old punk who, um, went, got famous off the bill Belichick trade for special teams. You see what I mean? The giants, uh, up until now, they seem to have made every wrong decision. Joe Schoen already has multiple big-time decisions to make on his hands that mm-hmm. gentleman left. Oh, Schoen seems approachable. He seems like he'll answer any question. He gives tells as to what he might be thinking, Whether even though he is not allowed to directly tell you. I think Baker Mayfield has a very good chance of becoming a New York oh. Giant.
0: Well, we'll keep track the Browns of the
1: defensive piece. But the other thing that I think uh, the Browns are doing is they got Deshaun Watson, but they feel that Watson might be suspended or get suspended. And they think Deshaun Watson might be the insurance policy okay. next season if Baker Mayfield doesn't get it done. This oh, well, Right now,
0: DeAndre Hopkins has been suspended for six games. P.E.D. violation. Oh, seven. Yeah, oh,
1: no. oh, yeah, that's right. Six games. They yeah, gave him six. Him yeah, they gave him seven.
0: six games. P.E.D. violation. So That's already one weapon gone for six games.
1: And okay. Kyler Murray is on the now watch. I guarantee you got Kyler Murray is on the is on the ground on his back, slamming his legs and his fists into the floor, whining and crying okay. that he wants out.
0: Well, according to you, you're Rappaport, not doing
1: enough to help me win is basically Kyler you know, Murray's uh, mantra. Right
0: now, as, as far as Baker Mayfield's concerned, According to Ian Rappaport, we will he gets a sense that nothing's going to happen with Baker until at least June. So we won't know anything until at least June with Baker Mayfield. And he is still owed just under 19 million dollars this year. He's still owed 19 million dollars. I don't know if the Browns are going to pay him that. I don't know what they're going to do about that, but, you know, he might be
1: cheaper than Daniel Jones. There's there's
0: rumors maybe the Seahawks could take Baker.
1: I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be the starting quarterback. I can tell you why. They're talking about Bradbury. They're talking about what are they going to do? A lot of reports saying he's just going to be cut. I don't think so. I don't think the Giants are going to let that happen. You told me off air there's going to be... A lot of uh, activity surrounding Baker Mayfield in June, depending on what happens with Deshaun Watson and the potential suspension for, you know, the twenty-two women that accused him of uh, sexual harassment. He's already been
0: out of the league. He's already been out of the league for a year. All right, for a couple years now.
1: Yeah. So the Browns might just be keeping Baker Mayfield for insurance. And I can understand why he feels disrespected. And, you know, the Browns could use help in the defensive secondary. Bradbury is a uh, pro bowl level corner. Well, he is.
0: Joe Shane is going to have some valuable and tough decisions to make yes, as far is. as the quarterback's situation is concerned. If he believes Daniel Jones is the answer going forward. <clears throat> and I hope he's right. I just don't know. Will Brian Dale unlock the potential? A of lot
1: him? of people are saying, oh, Daniel Jones is <laughs> going to be the next Josh Allen. Now that he has the pieces, now you're going to see him do good.
0: Oh, what about Zach and Zach Wilson the, with the weapons he got? Oh, uh, what, what happens with Zach Wilson? He kind of he started he gets another year of development.
1: Yeah, he gets another year of development. I don't expect Zach Wilson to be yeah. super good in the year two. No. No. In year three is when you need to see Zach Wilson take off. Zach Wilson needs a superstar receiver. Well, he doesn't have that. I'm sorry. He has. You don't a think lot Garrett Wilson great... could
0: develop into one. You don't think Garrett Wilson's the answer.
1: Maybe two or th- maybe three years from now. But Zach Wilson can't wait three years for a star to come his way. He need the Jets need to make a big splash and sign up wide out.
0: Let's see if they do it. The Jets did need to the trade other or get to.
1: Debo Samuel. I honestly think that is the way. Well, I'll be curious to see if
0: the Jets even go that avenue and what are they willing to give up for him? Because it's obvious they didn't want to give up their valuable draft picks that they had in this draft to get Debo Samuel. They did not want to take that gamble. Maybe they're
1: thinking about next year's – maybe they're thinking about giving up next year's picks because with this year's picks, I'll be honest, they fixed their secondary with sauce. Yes. They fixed their defensive line with a couple of new players. They fixed their offensive line with about three new players. They did exactly what they needed to do, that what you prescribed for them to do. Get a wide out, get a corner, get offensive line, get D-line. They did everything you said.
0: And the running back position as well. That was very important, and the Jets did What's your grade back.
1: for the Jets?
0: I'm going to give them an A. I'm not giving them an A+. plus. I'm giving them an A. I still... Could they have maybe gotten another receiver if they wanted to stretch it a little bit maybe the jets could have traded up and snatched another maybe could have uh jumped in and maybe taken another receiver who knows that would have been my only little criticism i don't know if the jets did they need another piece on the o-line because they do have becton coming back
1: i don't depth, know depth just you need depth, depth on the offensive line fair because who was backing up becton yeah, like McDermott, some rando McDermott, dude off the street. Yeah. Uh, McDermott. Yeah. They got these guys from like a meat packing plant and Fant, put them yeah, on the George team. Fant. He wasn't really
0: that good either. So yeah. I all of these fair. are
1: practice squad guys that they got out of a uh, semi pro football. football. Leagues. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll be very curious to see the Avenue. The Jets and Giants are going to go down this year. I'm very curious so to see how they're going to tackle this the official
1: season. grades of downtown sports for the Jets and the Giants. If you combine mine and beasts, uh, evaluations of both teams Mm. for the Giants. Beast had a B plus. I had an A minus, so I think I had a B plus. So Mm. I think uh, just by a smidgen. Mm. Downtown Sports believes that the New York Jets and Joe Douglas have defeated Joe Shane and the New York Giants in draft land.
0: Considering what the Jets had to draft and considering they drafted in, they had three picks in the first round and they needed to draft at least three top 10 ranked players. And they did that. They addressed those players and then they got one of the best running backs in Hall. And then they addressed the other pieces as the draft went on. And that is something that the Jets were criticized for for not doing for so many years. They would always draft defense. They would, they would never draft a good wide receiver if, if the market opened for them. They would never draft a good running back. They would never take that next level impact playmaker that has eluded them for years.
1: They they feel they got the quarterback. And yep. unlike what the Giants did, they decided year two, let's put everything we can around Zach Wilson, let's continue to improve the things that are around him instead of you know, let's just rely on the natural talent of this person and what I think both GMs did and we'll end off on this point. They didn't draft not one player. Both of them did not draft one player that wasn't a part of a major conference. These are all kids from Ohio State, from Alabama, from Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. from Iowa, Miss, State, Texas Iowa State, Texas, all of these good schools. Uh, yeah. How often have the Jets tied. drafted
0: from there? You'd see when the Jets draft players, oh, we'll draft uh, USC. Oh, we'll draft somebody out of, uh, you know, maybe Florida. They here drafted
1: and power yeah. players from power conferences. Both teams did that. Oh, and by the way, little nugget, you know, Joe Douglas and Joe Shane were scouts. They used Mm -hmm. to travel and room together. Mm -hmm. That's why perhaps you saw that little deal between the Jets and the Giants, perhaps because of the friendship between the two general managers. We got two Joes,
0: two Joes. You got to love it. Joe and Joe
1: in charge of the football teams. Maybe you might see some trades back and forth. I would love to see the day and it'll happen eventually
0: when they face one another. And we really see how the fruits of those draft of this year's draft pays off when the Jets and giants match up.
1: Unless I it's happening in the them. regular season, it's not going to be for a well long, preseason. Long you'll, you know,
0: you preseason,
1: you get a little taste. That's, really, that's not really, that's not really like,
0: but in the regular season, one, they, they will match up again. They do it every four years. The Jets and Giants will face one
1: another. It's going to happen. Is this one of those years or no? No, not this year.
0: But it's going to happen. It will happen again. It's going to happen. And we will see the fruits of those labors really pay off when both teams take the field and we really see how much the draft benefits. Unless we're
1: both wrong about the trajectories of these teams and they both end up in the Super Bowl, that would be something.
0: Well, they're playing in two very different conferences in the AFC and NFC East, two very different leagues for as far as let quarterbacks me, are concerned. And then let me
1: just say this. The Giants should win that division this year. Should? They should.
0: Uh, the Eagles got A.J. Brown now. They got a lot stronger, and uh, Jalen Hurts has a weapon that he can throw to now. Everybody
1: that has said nothing about what... Everybody has talked nothing about other than if Daniel Jones had an O-line, if Daniel Jones had Saquon healthy, if Daniel Jones had his wideouts healthy, if they gave Daniel Jones. Well, now the Giants have a wide receiver core of Kadarius, Tony, Sterling Shepard. They have Galladay. They have a lot of talent. They got... They caught Saquon another year healthy off the knee, no major injuries for the first time in his NFL career. He missed like a couple of weeks due to an ankle tweaking, but you know, that could happen. It wasn't a freak, it wasn't like some sort of recurring issue. So, Barkley has generally got a good bill of health. Uh, you have Thomas and now Neil at either end of the O-line. Jones's backside is finally covered and he could finally work the pocket. Now we're going to see what can Daniel Jones do if given time and weaponry and potentially the best running back in football. If he's healthy, we're going to find out very soon. If Jones doesn't succeed this year, it's Daniel Jones's fault. But like I said, I still have a little lingering feeling that Daniel Jones isn't going to be the starting quarterback of the New York Giants.
0: Well, I'll wrap it with this. I'll wrap it with this. Just as it is for Daniel Jones, the same thing holds true for Zach Wilson. Now he has some weaponry that he didn't have. Now he's going to have a little more protection. So Zach Wilson has to take his game to the next level this year. Not completely, but he has to make the necessary adjustments and improvements from last year. We're going to see if that holds true, just as it will for the Giants. But for now, that's going to wrap up this special draft edition of Downtown Sports, this special DMB edition. I want to thank, first of all, our statistician, our researcher, Tony Manville, our producer, Girl Friday, Tanya Williams. You can listen to Downtown Sports on 16 different platforms. On Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox for the Pod day. Listen to notes, it, podcast static, verbal, Castro.fm, and Stitcher. Episodes, rants, EMB specials every week. We are Downtown Sports, and we are where sports come home.
1: Shout-outs to Nicholas Battle, Digital Market Battles. Go to www.digitalmarketbattles.com. Get your discovery call done today for Beast, for Nick, for the rest of the crew. It's mouth. We out. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.